my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. So you guys can't hear it, but playing, you know, some good old Billy Joel right now. Only the good <laughs> die young. And uh, I, I messed up while I was getting everything prepped. I accidentally recorded about 30, 40 minutes worth of Billy Joel for the intro because I forgot I was recording and I got just kind of wrapped up in the music. Ah, uh, nice. It was one of those like happy mistakes that, that Bob Ross would point out. It was, it was a happy little accident. So how long is the intro then? We have a fifty-minute intro. No, 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 no. We're we're like we're gonna be like uh, starting the show like ninety seconds in, give or take. Oh, you know okay. who's a ha- you know who's a happy little accident? What's that? Sandwich. See, like, like it wasn't even a good setup because it was so obvious that's where you're going. I think yeah. everyone knew where you were gonna finish that joke. Yeah, you're right. And that's where he landed. And we're all I gotta better. Be more selective. And we're I gotta all be better. More selective. We're all better for it. Uh, guys, how's everything going? How's uh, how's life? How's things, as it were, on this? I mean, it's been kind of a it's either rainy or like really hot over here in Jer- in the land of Jersey. So uh, how is yeah. it going over Hawaii, sir? Beautiful, sun is shining, skies are blue. What's, know, it, what's the temperature like 80, out there? What's the temperature? Eighty, 80 something. Degrees. Eighty something. And yeah, there's a light breeze. Uh, it's beautiful trees everywhere with leaves. He might dip to sixty in the morning. You know, get a little, a little nippy. <laughs> no, sixty? Are you kidding? Hawaiian <laughs> people at sixty are wearing snow boots and parkas <laughs> and shaking like, "Oh, it's so cold, man!" You know, it's so cold, bro. But they—it's the truth, though. I'm not even making that up. I believe. You know, it. like my, my, my former neighbor was was a uh was a native hawaiian guy and it, yeah like in the mid 60s not even a lie long pants like boots and like a parka like parka <laughs> i mean like i mean like working on the hot scenes on the crew mm-hmm. from empire strikes back parka 
<laughs> at like 65, 66 degrees and shaking like, oh, oh. Yeah. how does anyone live? <laughs> what? Yeah, for- 60 degrees in Jersey. I'm still wearing T-shirts and, and, a sh- and shorts. I like shorts and, and a hoodie. That's my favorite combo. And sandals. That's Sorry. what I'm wearing. Nothing in the 60s? I'm like 50s maybe to a hoodie. Mm, I, just, I like my hoodies. I'm not wearing I'm not wearing any kind of shoes which require socks though until I see snow. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. In Jersey. In Hawaii, I don't even know where my shoes are. It's been that long I, since you've uh since no, you've I mean I have I have as they as as we call them here in Hawaii, I have my sandals. They don't call them that at they call them slippers. Slippers. I have my slippers. But you may know them better as sandals or flip-flops. I have those. They're right outside my door because that's where we keep shoes in Hawaii. Okay. Outside the door. And as far as shoes go, like shoes like mm-hmm. that require socks, mm-hmm. I don't even know where mine are. What I came you? back from Japan. I threw them somewhere, and I, I have no idea where they are. Gone... I'd have to actively look. They've gone missing. Well, that's uh, that's something else. But uh, boys, welcome to this uh, uh, thrilling weather forecast of Geek Stuff TNG, (laughs) uh, episode six hundred nine. The one we're calling right now uh, Nazi Kitty, because we're uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the boys in that last episode, which was. Well, really, the whole Good. season. The whole season. Oh, yeah, we'll wrap fantastic. up the whole thing. Yeah, by the time oh, phenomenal. By the time this episode lands, uh, it'll be for the one week embargo for everybody. So I think we're 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 all set. Uh, but, As you know, yeah. dear listeners, TV shows get a one week embargo for episodes, mm-hmm. and movies get a two week embargo. So if you're new, because you're taking part or are. Uh, are telling your friends about our tell-a-friend promotion. Uh, that's how we do things here at Geek Stuff TNG. One-week embargo for TV episodes, two-week embargo for movies, and then you're on your own. It's spoiler town, baby. Mm. Population you. I feel like we need to have a sit-down discussion about how we deal with when they dump a whole series. Cause I feel like one week isn't fair. If, no, like, it would they- be per episode. I know, but I'm saying if they dump an entire season, yeah, like like they do, like Stranger Things, do you still give them a week or do you give them two per episode? How many episodes in the season? If it's like seven episodes, you can give, you want to wait weeks. seven weeks? Really? Now we can talk broadly about I, it. I liked I th- it. I I, li- I didn't like it. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for for some people in this group, I don't want to mention names. My, she's getting really cute. Uh, you know, like just stuff. Like that, uh, you know, like that stuff. We can say we can talk all about that stuff. Mm. We just can't go into specifics of the episode. Mm. For sure. Uh, so, side note, Patreon. That's a good time right now to mention it. Patreon.com/slash/geeksoftng for just a dollar, you can help us out uh, uh, by being part of our Discord service. Love a little text voice service for yes uh, people of the show, like myself and Sandwich. Uh, and and shit, you're excluding me because I popped in there this week and I said hello. For $3 a month, you get a show the day and a half early, which is now Wednesday nights. 
and You're a sneak peek at me, the prep sheet. You know. I'm I'm not trying to, uh, as well as the previous You're perks succeeding. for a five for five dollars a month. Uh, I'm ignoring for five dollars a month. You get the weekend bonus show, which uh, Young Sandwich uh, takes care of for us, and uh, some vintage. Does he? He does. He, yes, he does. Uh, which he did, uh, and you also get uh, some vintage uh, episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. And for $10 a What's month, that? you get to check out the live show on Instagram, um, which is really where the debauchery happens and all the the, 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 the crazy stuff we usually don't say on the mics. Uh, and that's our what, what, uh, Patreon. What was that little comment? What was that little comment sandwich after Monty said Big Kev's Geek Stuff? What did you say? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I, I don't recall. You know, us young kids have such, you know, short-term memory. You know, oh. it's hard for us. I can pause the record and just simply go back and listen to it, Sandwich, if you just can't. No, I don't think, yeah, because I don't think that's what he said. I, I honestly, I, I am not sure what I, I said. I think he so, said, what is that? To oh. which I was going to respond, you're superior. <laughs> Boom. And there you go. Wow. And you know what? If you keep pulling shit like that, he's uh-huh. going to come here. Uh-huh. And you know... He he'll tear you a new butt. I don't even I don't even need to do it. Wow. He'll come here. Yeah. He's uh we were already talking about it. Now I'm gonna tell him you said this shit. That's your ass coming out sure. of the big office. There you go. Uh, he shows up next it. week to tear you a new one. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna hear any crying we'll, we'll, or any we'll, complaining. We'll roll initiative and the whole thing. If Deadbeat Dad wants to show up on the show, I'm ready for it. <laughs> You're taking this to a whole nother level. Wow. Okay. Wow. 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 Well, the gauntlet is down, OG. Let's see. Uh, let's see if he responds. Um, yeah, probably I'm not. I'm going to save uh, what's left of sandwiches as here um, by uh, announcing that we have some spoilers, and it's time for the spoiler music right now. Attention. The following information is considered spoiler material. All right, so we are talking not only the last episode of The Boys, but just the whole entire season as a whole. Season two. Season two, two. as it were, on uh, Prime. And I'm going to say that there, I, I don't think there was one damn thing I would want to change about this uh, season. I thought this is, I know it was only uh, eight episodes. It wasn't a full 10, which I'm very okay with because I felt like you got yeah. great numbers. Sto- you know, the stories were great. Nothing felt extra. Uh, and I was kind of compelled from, from the first second, it's, from the second it started. I think this is one of the most perfect television seasons um, I've seen in recent memory. Monty, let me ask you, I, 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 just, just if you happen to notice, mm-hmm. it felt like to me that a couple of episodes ran longer than an hour um, I, I could be totally wrong about that and i don't mean to say they felt long they didn't because when i'm watching an episode i just want them to keep going mm-hmm. because you, you know i don't want to have to stop and wait days and days because it's the 21st century um to see next week's episode but it i i seem to recall a few of them not just first and last but maybe a couple in the middle as well that maybe ran over a little bit which could account for the eight episodes, um, the the fact that there are only eight. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember. I thought I saw that at one point, but I could be wrong. Uh, I'm scrolling through it right now. The first four episodes were 
uh, I mean, I'm talking like minutes difference, but like they were at an hour. And, Roughly an um, hour. Yep. And yeah, everything was, was around the, the one hour okay. mark for these, for these uh, episodes. Okay. You know, give or take a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but Kev, overall, what are your initial thoughts? So we'll just do a quick round robin and then we'll kind of do terrific. Five. Absolutely. Absolutely. A terrific show. Um, you know, I think somebody described it. Maybe it was on this show uh, or maybe I read it elsewhere. Somebody described it as what it would probably be like if superheroes actually existed. That's fair. You know, yeah. like, I mean, in the sense that the celebrity and the, you know, the, the social media and the sort of the Wall Street um, giants taking advantage of celebrity status. And yes, yeah, some some high powered firm, uh, you know, handling all of their publicity and scheduling and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, it seems to me that if uh, if heroes were real and they were out in public, that it would probably be probably be a lot like the boys at least in the way that the the world is set up yeah that's 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 one thing that i really love about the show overall mm -hmm. about the second season great advancement in the story we got a ton of new really interesting and really weird characters in there which i thought was really great nice to see some of those relationships between the characters that we um, already know and love. Uh, nice to see those relationships expand and their stories expand, which was really great. Um, I just don't, I just, I just wanted to keep going. I just hate the fact that we get to, I felt the same way about Umbrella Academy at the end of season two. I'm like, are you kidding me with that cliffhanger? And I got to wait till God knows when to get season three. It's like Rick and Morty when we used to get like six episodes and it was like all right see you in a year and a half you know yeah. like and it was it was it's it's an awful thing but at the same time it does kind of keep you wedded for more you know you know for more basically yeah uh, i think season two did that really effectively on the boys so sandwich what uh what is your initial take on season two uh phenomenal from start to finish wasn't even a low for me. I mean, I can't even think of one thing that I disliked. It was just phenomenal through and through. This isn't a gripe. Tiny thing. Mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of sad that this whole show took place over like a month. As in like we got the first three episodes dropped and then a week to week. It was just me. Like I kind of wish they might have extended a little, a little bit. But I understand, and I'm not even going to complain. It's like the smallest gripe. No, we'll, we'll talk. No, Just, but we'll talk. We'll talk more about that. Um, like, I, I wish. I wish we would have had it longer. If that makes any mm -hmm. sense. So we all want more content. I think that's oh, yeah. something the three that's of us the, could easily agree on. Yes, but I I'm also at the point where I'd rather have qu uh, quality over quantity. I'm not saying that they can't make a better show uh, if it was ten episodes. Or if they could have been a better show if they would have done 20 and 30 minute episodes uh, instead. Uh, I do like the way they actually dropped these episodes. I think while mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things are still closed around us, unfortunately, during the pandemic, it gave us also something a little something to look, look forward to. Uh, yeah. I mean, me personally, I know everything dropped on Friday, but what I would do is just wake up Saturday morning, have a cup of coffee on the couch and and watch the show. Like that was kind just of just like any other cartoon. 
basically <laughs> yeah but <laughs> it it just made something kind of like to look forward so i really did enjoy that uh aspect of releasing it um the way they did now does that make sense for every show out there? No, because this was just so goddamn good. Now, if it yeah. was if it was the next season of Stranger Things, I think I would be okay with it because we're going to go want to go back to watch all those episodes um, of Stranger Things. It's not something where it's like you just watch one episode and fall off a cliff. So I'm I'm okay if they kind of continue this uh, setup. And to be honest with you. Um, Prime is putting out some really good content yeah. right now for sure. Because as soon as it ended, um, I watched the first episode, just to sidetrack real quick, I watched the first episode of Utopia, which, Kev, you would freaking love this show. I'm, yeah, I'm I've, heard, one, I've heard. I'm only one episode in, but it's one of those things where it's like you can't be on your phone, you need to pay attention uh, yeah. sort of thing to it. It's a kind of a psychological craziness right now. Um, and a very intense show. So, and you know, I mentioned, uh, what was the show? Upload earlier in the year. Um, I can't really think of an, um, uh, on Netflix, like three really compelling shows like that, that I wanted to watch. I think they're killing it right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say like, you know, oh, Netflix should be worried or anything like that. Um, but I think that Prime now is just really taking it up a notch. Um, that they uh, maybe maybe people overlooked before. So I, I think there are. I think each one of the services has a couple of hits, two three hits, two three things that you really really want to watch. I mean, as far as original content goes, mm-hmm. with the exception of Disney, which is just like they have a couple of things that you want to watch. But we know the avalanche is coming. Yeah, I mean That's just. Good. It's it's gonna happen before the end of the year. We're gonna get uh, Wandavision, so yeah. and probably early twenty one will be uh, Falcon and Captain America, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and all those so, decades of other of other shows or movies or cartoons or shorts that are, are yeah, of interest. I'm too. just, but I'm speaking strictly of original content. Here. Mm-hmm. Strictly of original content. And we talked about that prop show. We talked about the behind the scenes show of The Mandalorian. So Disney Plus, I think, simply based on the fact that a lot of our sort of pillars of the genre are owned by Disney, that a lot of that appears there and and that's fine. But I like the fact that some of these companies, some of these services are willing to kind of step out there a little bit and take a risk on something like The Boys mm-hmm. or Umbrella Academy. And you know, you, you, you gotta hand it to, I, I believe, you gotta hand it to AMC. Mm-hmm. AMC is the one that, for, and they're not a streaming service, they're a cable channel. They are the first ones to do this, honestly. They are the first ones to say, you know what, there's properties out there that are geared more towards, you know, based on comic books that are geared more towards adult audiences, the walking dead preacher, uh, you know, that just to name a, t- just to name two is another good one. We, yeah. yeah, we, those, you know, those, you know, let's, let's see what happens. Let's take a risk. And they're both, they both did really well. Walking dead is now. And it's what third spinoff coming up next year. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you know, like it's it's happening. You know, it's 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 all happening, as they say in Almost Famous. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's but you gotta hand it to AMC because I think AMC's Walking Dead opens the door for things like Umbrella Academy to even be looked at. Umbrella Academy is a weird show. The Boys is is sex and violence and superheroes. Preacher, you know, that's was that's what it is. I mean, and it's got a great. Don't get me wrong; the story is incredible. Mm -hmm. But you know, those aspects tied into guys who fly around with superpowers and capes and things. You don't see a lot of that, and a lot of that. If 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 we're really going to circle the long way back, uh, gentlemen. We have we have um, Alan um, not Alan Davis um, uh, oh my God uh, Alan Moore to uh, to blame not blame recently over at our Facebook Geek Stuff TNG uh, Facebook dot com backslash Geek Stuff TNG I posted an extraordinarily rare opportunity to see inside the mind of Alan Moore. Um, and it's a real recent interview, like done in the last month or so, mm -hmm. where he talks about his influence in comic books, how he's done with comic books, what he wants to do now, how he's he and his wife are handling COVID, which is basically like we sit in our castle and people deliver us food, <laughs> you know, basically, because um, he does live in a castle, if you don't know that. Um, and he points... Too. In the article, he points to the fact that Watchmen, um, uh, Watchmen is really the linchpin or the start of sort of adult-directed superhero stories. Mm -hmm. I think it's. I think that's a fair assessment. And can I argue with that? Um, real quickly? And of course, he. Quick, quick question. Yes. Would, you, would you say the whole Marvel Man, Miracle Man kind of got the ball rolling first, or would you say it was Watchmen? No, because it wasn't mainstream. Okay, fair Watchmen enough. was a DC book. Fair enough. Watchmen, yeah. I mean, there have been there have been comics with superheroes in it that have been doing terrible stuff for years, but the real kind of I think what really flung the door open, if you will was Watchmen. And Alan Moore, I, I, if I remember correctly in the article, he definitely takes responsibility. I think he says he regrets it. So you might want to head over to our Facebook and check out that article. Mm -hmm. But I think that's one of the main... you gotta, you got to agree that one of the main draws of this show is the fact that it is, it is on the scale of 1 to 10 uh, as far as you know sort of adult content goes you don't get higher than 10 and this is like it, you know you turn the boys up to 11 you know for those of you who three of you in the world who get that reference um but that that's kind of where that's kind of where i'm at with it mm -hmm. um really quickly also just to add on to your uh comment before about disney uh, the yes. CEO also said this past week that the company is going to go even more into Disney Plus. So, yep. uh, which shouldn't be a surprise, especially while they can't make money elsewhere at the moment. Uh, so, it should be interesting to see what you know how how they're going to kind of use that money. Uh, but, well, uh, every time you see any article 
right now about Marvel or Star Wars. Mm -hmm. They're talking about other things that are in development. Now, supposedly, there's a Silk TV series in development. Mm -hmm. I heard that today for the first time, Um, which is one of the Spider-Man family of characters. Mm -hmm. Olivia Wilde is going to direct. I don't know if she's writing it. She's going to direct, and I wish she would star in, but she won't. Um, direct a Spider-Woman movie for Sony. You know, so they're kind of building, you know, sort of... And every single time, every time you see something mentioned about Star Wars, it's, well, we have Kenobi, <laughs> you know, and we have Cassie and Andor, and, you know, we're, we're thinking about this thing, and we're going to do that. It's just good for them, because... You know, if if again, if Mandalorian and Umbrella Academy and the boys and I, I, if these are the touchstones by which other things are being compared and they feel like we got to get up to that level, that's a real great challenge for them to have. And we are the beneficiaries of their success. For sure. I mean, there's no yeah, doubt about it. Uh, kind of just to go back to the boys, though, like just to recap it. Um, yes, sir. I, I just love the way they just intertwined everything. Like they kind of just it didn't feel like there was any loose ends, anything that was a conversation. The fact that they had that whole plane destruction uh, scene in the first uh, season and how they made it just a crucial plot point on how they helped, you know, kind of uh, we'll call it save the, the day for right now. Uh, with Maeve, how she just had that video, how she was able to get that, her hands on the video and everything, um, was I thought that was just beautiful writing. I just love it when those kind of things, like what happened before, that we might yeah. have forgotten about, kind of comes out in the forefront. Uh, the fact, and that, that's why you have to watch and put your phone down. Yeah, because it's that kind of show. You can't be doing something and watching the boys because you are invariably going to miss something. You know, and it was even just the way Frenchie just said, uh, you know, while there was the whole fight going down in that uh, last act, how Frenchie was like, girls really do get it done. I <laughs> laughed so freaking hard. Yeah. Uh, oh, at, yeah. At that one. I thought that was, and I know it's just a very simple line and everything, but I laughed my ass off. I thought that was just so well done. Um, and again, just goes back to just the great freaking writing uh, in general. Um what else? The way they had uh, the Nazi ties uh, with Stormfront uh, and how they kind of, you know, you almost had like one of the creators of the company, Avat and everything, uh, in the forefront. Yeah. And and how, you know, it was his, like the visionary and everything. Because, so, you know, despite how the, the, the company evolved, how uh, the insight of how it got started and where it is today, how not a whole lot has changed, but kind of has, or they adapted rather. Um I mean, just I, I I wish there were like a maybe like a fewer a few more funnier moments, maybe I guess like I, I you know I can't and again I'm being like just so super uber picky, uh like the way they had like the Spice Girls theme song in the the first season, um but otherwise I think this is one of the most perfect seasons, and if I had to just compare them directly, uh like gun in my head sort of situation if it came down to the boys or Umbrella Academy. I think I like the boys more marginally. Not, yeah, I'm not knocking it, but I, I just think that they uh, did a better job with story writing. Uh, and it was much more, uh, uh, it was, it was much more expanded and um, kind of just had me at the edge of my seat more often than not. Well, it's also a completely different, 
you know, story. And the reason you're, you're the right, you're right. I'm I'm talking about personal up, preference. No, no, I understand. But you know, just to be clear, the reason that I bring up Umbrella Academy earlier on in this discussion is that because that's a that's a one off in its own universe book. Boys, one off in its own universe book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where I think the Umbrella Academy is a weird, a great yet weird story. I think the boys is an incredibly like over the top great superhero story. Um, and you know, that's, that's kind of where I fall on, um, on, on, on those issues. But, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really compare. I, I don't think I can compare them that way because I treat them as two entirely different entities. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anybody else should, I'm just saying in terms of, you know, personal preference and how I would rank the shows in my own, uh, in my own head and everything. Uh, like for example, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't like either one of you uh, better than the other one of you. Um, but it just happens that uh, you know that I, uh, I, I have a different relationship with Mr. Monty than I do with Mr. Sandwich. That's all. They're both men-ish, and you know, I like them both, and but you know, just different relationships. Just different. Yeah, totally. so I would never compare. I would never say, "Oh, this one is better," or "or that one is sandwich." I would never say. Mm-hmm. I would never say that. And suddenly, all of Kevin's D and D books disappeared, just like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Threats. That's what you have. Six thousand miles worth of threats. I'd say it to your face. You're sitting in front of me. Um, before you kids continue to bicker, anything else you want to hit on the boys before we continue? Other than it is. One of the best shows on television right now. One, oh, or how no, about this? I, it's one of the few good things about 2020. We can even put it that yeah. way. <laughs> I, I love think... Sandwich? Oh, go, go, ahead. Go. go Sandwich. I no, think... when, sandwich go, when Sandwich starts, I want him to speak. All right, great. Um, I think what the boys is doing, along with Umbrella Academy, it's once again showing that, you know, comics as a whole are not just for kids. It's definitely adult. They have wonderful stories. There's deep meanings to these things. And we're getting these stories, you know, no one would have thought 10 years ago we'd get, you know, I don't know if Umbrella Academy and the boys weren't really around, but that we'd get an Umbrella Academy TV show. We'd get uh, the boys TV show. Even that we're getting WandaVision or that we're getting, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're at this wonderful golden age of like, comic culture where it's like all the things we never thought we'd have like even for me like i'm still i'm relatively young compared to kevin monty you know i never thought that i'd see you know captain america and iron man on the big screen unless it was in a cartoon but they're they're throwing money into this and they're getting it back and they're looking for properties i don't know if it's in the prep sheet but amazon put out a trailer for invincible a comic yes that, that was gonna be our next story Is yeah that, all right i am so excited for invincible mm-hmm. because Did you read invincible i've sandwich? wanted to start reading it for so long i always back burner it but now that i've seen the trailer i want to get on it immediately because that is another show and another property that's just so over the top but in such a good way and great story and if it's going on Amazon, you know they're gonna they're gonna spend their money because they spent that, their money with the boys. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. 
I'm wondering to what level if they're going to go to kind of because you know there's some stuff in Invincible that's yeah vulgar. So I'm wondering if they're going to go to that level with Invincible listen, as listen, well. If they'll do love sausage, they'll do anything for Invincible. That's that's my <laughs> just saying. Okay. But I'm 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 super excited for where we are right now. I'm excited for Invincible. I'm excited for the Boys season three. I saw production starts next year for season three. So right. we got to wait a whole year. Not that far from that. I know it sucks, but we got things coming. Mandalorian's on the horizon. WandaVision's coming. We've got a great slate of things to carry us into 2021. I'm excited for everything we got going on right now. I think Mandalorian's like two weeks, right? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Just two weeks left? Uh, the 30th, and it's the 14th, so basically two weeks. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Kevin, any other final words before we move on? Talk some uh, trailers. I love Starlight. All right, then. That's it. Stormfront, uh, phenomenal villain. Phenomenal villain. I'll say you know that. what? You know what? You're right. Actually, there, Dom. Like she, I, I hope she gets recognition for, since it was only one season. That like just how good of a damn actress. Uh, oh yeah. She was in this. She, she was funny. She was snarky. Uh, you wanted to hate her. She was conniving. Um, I hated her. All over the gambit and everything what? like that. She did a phenomenal like, job. Um, and really, I mean, she was the, the, the linchpin, the catalyst for the whole second season. When she got Darth vader like, I felt satisfied seeing that. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. It's literally the same thing. <laughs> Not wrong. Uh, it's Not wrong. pretty close. Burnt, no limbs. I mean, you're like right there. You're there, you're, you're there enough. I get it. Yeah, you're there enough. enough. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. So that's a good point. Uh, so, all right, so moving on, let's talk some trailers. Uh, as yes. uh, Sandwich mentioned, uh, we had a, they said it was a teaser, but it was a little bit more than a teaser trailer uh, for Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Um, I, so I read about, I'm going to say I read maybe about like 50 issues uh, of, the, mm-hmm. of the, the series. I never finished it. Um, I am beyond stoked. This is the, the artwork. The coloring looks exactly the same. Uh, except taking up like a slight notch. Um, I mean, there's so much potential right now in this series, so much drama, uh, and there's so much material that they're going to be able to take, the just from the comics, rather. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, they can go in their own uh, uh, direction, like kind of like the boys. Um, th- this has a lot of promise yes. right here. And, and I think this is going to be... Two spinoffs, right? Is, Didn't that book have two spinoffs? I don't know off I'm the not top sure. of my head. But, irredeemable was one, right? I uh, would think so. Um, I think irredeemable was one. I feel like there was a second one, but I can't remember. But it, it's. I think this has a lot of promise. This is going to be another one of those. You know, fingers crossed, an absolute home run right here. Uh, and it's going to be something where people hopefully kind of just check out the book after uh, after it hits the scenes because it is damn damn good just from the teaser. I mean, obviously we're going to be checking it out for the show, but even if it wasn't for the show. Uh, yeah, we would be flipping out for sure. You know, I I think we would be doing a disservice uh, to the listeners if we didn't point out the fact that Robert Kirkman, creator of Invincible, mm-hmm. also Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what the caliber is if you've read The Walking Dead but not Invincible and vice versa. Uh, you know what the caliber of the man's creation is, you know, not to mention the fact that when transferred or transposed onto a new medium, 
in this case, TV uh, or animated TV in the case of Invincible. You know, if if the carryover is half as good as the Walking Dead carryover was, Invincible is going to be phenomenal. Totally you factor agree. in, you factor in, it's going to Amazon, who we just talked about how phenomenal a TV show The Boys is, and The Boys, you know, they didn't leave a lot on the table when it came to transposing to a new medium. I have real, real high hopes for Invincible. I absolutely, absolutely agree with you. And uh, yeah, kind of, kind of. What am I going to hand uh, on Invincible number one? But that's another side story there. I'm very, I, I'm mm-hmm. excited that Invincible is an animated series. Yes, because very good point. Well, I would have loved live action. Don't get me wrong. I would have loved it either way. I think it's going to fit a lot better as an animated series to really portray the like grandiose and you know the way things explode and you know I the, totally, the can I, that's a great point dom and honestly i totally agree because with the all the we'll, we'll call it the science fictiony kind of stuff that's going to be happening in this series um yeah. i think it would cost so much more to have it be live action yeah and yeah. with the animation uh it just fits the st- you know besides it just fits the style of the actual book books artwork uh yeah. i i think it kind of uh Tells, helps tell a better story in this case since it's all animated anyways. Uh, what were you going to say, Kev? I was going to say you already have um, a, a kind of an over-the-top uh, hardcore superhero live show already on the same network. Yeah. So I think the last thing that they would want to do is then put another one on there. Mm-hmm. So I think Invincible as an animated series makes sense from that perspective because they already have the boys. You know, what they don't have is they don't have a hardcore animated superhero show. So now they have that slot filled. Agreed. So there you go. Uh, three more trailers. We have a, uh, a, I guess you can call it more of a teaser. So Animaniacs, they had a parody <gasps> of Jurassic Park. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys saw it, but this is, no. this is absolutely beautiful how how they put this thing together so um they took they parodied the scene where they saw the uh uh brontosaur when they saw the dinosaur for the first time in the original that was shot that was shot 20 minutes from where i live oh that's actually Hmm. really cool i would actually really like yeah it really yeah it really is i'll actually uh i'll do a i'll do a patreon video of that area Ooh, that's something i can actually do that is that is something that'd be actually really <laughs> badass. Uh, I would actually like to see that too. Um, so anyway, yeah. so what they did is they parried it with the two doctors seeing you know seeing uh, the dinosaur out of the jeep, but instead it was the yeah instead of like her holding up a leaf, it was an animation cell of the original series. And then when they looked over to see the dinosaurs, instead of the dinosaur shadow, it ended up being the brothers and the sister. Uh, and then they just kind of had they parried everything. the The creator of Jurassic Park was Steven Spielberg, uh, and it was it was gold. They took the the quality of the animation up a notch. Still, kind of had that old nineteen nineties feel to it. Uh, they even pointed out that it was in widescreen instead of uh, four by three format. <laughs> um, it was. I mean, honestly, even though I'm explaining it to you, just watch it. It's 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 you're gonna laugh just as hard or harder anyways, and it will make your heart happy uh, for the fact that it's coming back to Hulu. And honestly, I'm keeping my Hulu subscription specifically just for this. I cannot wait to watch these shows. 
I'm with you. I think everyone yeah. else is going to be on the same page there. I, I'm keeping uh, I'm keeping Hulu from whoever I'm stealing it from uh, for Animaniacs as well. I just want to put that out there. Awesomeness. Uh, so uh, kind of like the way you're barring someone's shutter login as well, right? Yeah, but I, I still haven't had a chance to sit down and actually do it Son yet. Son of a bitch. Uh, two more trailers. We have uh, Marvel's MODOK. There was some footage that was shown. Uh, yes, for Hulu with... Um, Oh wow! I'm drawing a blank on the dude's name. I have uh, his pick face in my head. Um, sh- Pat uh, Oswald. Uh, oh god, Pat and Oswald. Thank you. Wow, that just really stuck there. So he had it a happened. he had a panel, kind of like a little Skype panel thing, um, showing a trailer. It was a, a stop go animation, uh, and he showed the scene about how Modok just really is a he's like. A wacky hot mess, basically. That's kind of the way I can put it. I think a uh, robot chicken, but a little bit more polished. Exactly. Modoc- it feels exactly like robot chicken. Yeah, to me. but what like with a little in a good way. With, with a dash of like everybody loves Raymond in it. That that's kind of what I took from it. Um, it's gonna be on Hulu, which like I said, right now I'm keeping uh, everything, so I'm going to continue watching this. I think this is gonna be worth watching. We're just kind of talking about it's a little bit wacky. It's a little bit fun, you know, plenty funny. And like I said, it's the um, with that style animation, something we haven't seen in a a good hot minute. So I'm actually kind of, uh, uh, you know, looking forward to it just for that reason. And uh, we have Monster Hunter, which Sam, would you show me this trailer before the show? It looked really cool. And as I said, uh, just the trailer alone was is about 100 times better than the Godzilla movie. Yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, so what what what's your you, what do you you break it down for us here? So it's I don't know much about it. I'll be honest. My my a lot of my friends play the video game. Uh, I know millions of fucking people play this game. Apparently, it's a big product. Mila Jovovich is attached to it. She's gorgeous. So you might just watch it for Mila Jovovich. What? That's PG. Come on. Great job of being PG. a professional there, sandwich. That's Good so job. PG. She's a great actress too. You, you did say you did say the F word, sir. What? Go on. Phenomenal yeah. actress. Yeah. Uh, Grandma's not going to be happy with you. I'm sorry, Grandma. We're working on it. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> she, I, she loves me. Um, it looks like a phenomenal trailer. It looks like Monty said everything Godzilla could be if it was good. So excited for that. A little over the top, but it's that kind of feel. It reminds me. I don't know why. It reminds me of Resident Evil, just seeing her be like a badass chopping stuff down. <laughs> as I kind of feel to me. Maybe she's just good for that kind of role, Mila Jovovich, you know, as the badass female lead. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know if I'd pay money for it, but if it hops on a Netflix or a Hulu or whatever you get your free movies from, maybe look at it over there. There's there's a, another movie it's, it's, it's reminding me of, too. I'm drawing a blank on what the hell it is. Uh, as soon as I figure it out, I'm going to get back to you on that. Van Helsing? No, definitely not. It was like a is 90s, it a movie it a or 90s is it a... sci-fi movie, which I know doesn't really help anybody uh, in that case. So uh, give me give me a second. I'll probably, I'll, hopefully I'll think of it by the time we get to the 90s sci-fi movie. Ghostbusters 2? N- no. Uh, the Fifth Element. All right, you guys are just guessing random movies right now, so we'll we'll work on that later. They're ninety sci-fi movies, but it's not Blade. How is, how is no, no Blade? <sighs> All right, um, let's see. Do uh, we have do, do we have product for the second half? Because we're going sandwich. Really long. I could get it. Another product. Okay, well, I have two more things. It's going to be sandwiches mystery product reveal. 
in segment two tonight. All right, because I got like one or two things I can do. Uh, I kind of want to hit on, but we can also save that for the product stuff uh, as let's, well. Let's bump them to segment two because we don't know what sandwich is going to grab. Could I be think, a quickie. I think that's could a- be lunch meat. Could be peaches. Who knows? You know, I heard they come from a can actually. It's true. Mm. They man. grow in this delicious syrup. Uh, and with that big cat. So do the peaches. <laughs> Just saying. Take it to break. <laughs> and with that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, Sandwich, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 609. Yeah, baby. The one we're calling Nazi, Nazi Kitty. Kitty, kitten, Nazi kitten. Kitty, kitty Nazi kitty. My French is my French accent's horrible. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop in Big Kevuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is a 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the Proton Torpedo Bay, working engine lights, and a lighter bar 2D2. You can add your own boops, bobs, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do 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 premium offer. You get one eighteen scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, 
as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to the parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can look these great source materials in a free binder which you receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check them out over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Dom. Good job. Yes, good job, Dom. Uh, so we have two things at least to hit on before we talk some toys that we uh, you know we uh, you know what is? I'm sorry to interrupt you, no, Mr. Mayhem. Okay. Do you know when uh, when Sandwich did that read? I was reminded of the fact that at the top of the show we did not give out the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Also, you can email us over at geeksftng at gmail.com. True. Both of which you can use to be part of our uh, tell-a-friend promotion, uh, which will give details at the end, end of the segment, um, how you can be a part of that and win cash and prizes. All from prizes the and- studio archives. Maybe. Hmm. Cash and prizes not guaranteed. <laughs> prizes might come from outside sources. Uh, so we have a few things here to hit on. Um, so I've mentioned before how I'm a big fan of original comic book artwork. Uh, I've gone to the comic book art show in New Jersey here plenty of times uh, where you see some just jaw-droppingly gorgeous stuff. I mean, you never think you're going to see something that uh, Ditko or Kirby actually drew, but when you see it, uh, it looks you know, a, a thousand times better than the actual comic book, a reprint, or a digital copy. It just pops off the page. Uh, and I'm saying this because uh, there's a, a piece of artwork that will be kind of interesting to see what it goes for at auction. It was just revealed. Is it the Daredevil piece that from Malieve that uh, someone... No, it's not God, that. that was not you? No, no. Uh, again, fe- uh, fe- I'd be FedEx. interested to see what that one went for. Uh, so, so would I. Uh, but I am talking about the cover of Amazing Spider-Man 129. Uh, this cover was the uh, first appearance of the Punisher. Uh, it's going to be. It was sold um, by artist Gil Kane to a private collector, and now it's going to go on the auction block at ComicConnect.com. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be launching November 23rd until December 14th, and I mean. It's only expected to be about two million dollars. Oh, so that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. But Are they really expecting two million for that cover? Is that the estimate? That is the estimate right now. Who the hell exactly knows what's going to happen? Uh, that's insane. Who drew it? Was it Gil Kane? Uh, I think it was Kane and Ramita did the inking on it. I want to say. What? I want to say. I got to double check that. But I mean, again. We're just, it's just estimates. They can go way short. It can go way high. It's just you know what they're expecting right now. You know, I was at a Sotheby's auction. Now, granted, this is going back probably more than a decade. 
I was at a Sotheby's auction for the uh, Alex Ross Batman. Um, what was the oversized book? War on Crime, I think was was was. The, remember, he did the series Nick of oversized books where he painted mm-hmm. all of the pages. Gorgeous for DC. It was a DC. It was a Batman, Superman, one run. Um, I I actually I owned two pages from Superman, two pages from Batman. This auction is actually where I bought those two pages. There's a double page splash page of Batman painted by Alex Ross. It's huge, by the way. Um, painted by Alex Ross, standing looking over New, uh, Gotham City, like with the cape fluttering in the breeze, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing, it's one of the most amazing Batman pieces I've ever seen. I just feel like it sold for like, I don't even know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000. And the Punisher cover is going for two mil. I mean, also, I would say this, that... It's never going to hit two mil. Well, here's what I will say, is the fact that uh, while we're still in the midst of the pandemic, um, people, you know, with a lot of money, they purchase a lot of stuff. When I was at the uh, uh, my vintage baseball card store, some guy who the owner's never seen before just dropped four grand, five grand on uh, uh, boxes of baseball cards just because he wanted to do it. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with some high-end collector one day. I mean, high-end collector uh, coming down the road. And again, it's just an estimate. Who knows what the hell is actually going to happen. But Two mil? Two Kev. mil. Well, that's the beautiful Kev, I, thing about one of a kind. You can set that estimate for whatever the hell it is you I want mean, to. I mean, I'm not – I don't disagree with you, obviously. I don't disagree with you that's one of a kind and – and I'm, it's a key cover because it, it it's the first cover appearance, certainly, of a key character. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of the all of those things are true. Two mil, that just seems unrealistic to me. I'm really going to be interested to see how much that piece goes for. And is it's two mil like the reserve price, or that's what they're expecting to get? Like because if they're just setting a two mil reserve. The guy doesn't want to sell it. Uh, He's well, putting it out there for publicity purposes, and they do that all the time. You see stuff come through for ridiculous prices simply to promote sometimes the auction itself. You know, like if they're auctioning off a whole bunch of things, they will put an item in it. They know they're not going to get $2 million for it. Let's randomly use that as an example. But it's <laughs> such a key item that it makes you want to watch and pay attention to everything it draws you maybe towards that auction so you can see what else might be available it happens to me all the time heritage auctions profile i don't even need to tell nick i just went through the new profiles in history catalog for mm-hmm. their oh, auction cool. next month yeah did you look at it i i looked at it uh, a few weeks back but yeah dude a lot i'm of just like i have to have that i have to have that did you see? I almost hate saying this because someone's gonna go look at it. There's there's a prop, a significant prop from the last Starfighter in there. There's significant. There's there's uh, uh, maquettes from Bicentennial Man, which most of you know is is a, is an Asimov story, which I happen to really think the movie was really well done. Anyway, that aside, there's 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 shit in there that's unreal, unreal. But I was drawn in because they used, I can't remember what, they used Maximilian from Black, 
uh, from Black Hole, one of the Maximilians that was created for publicity purposes when the movie came out, even. Uh, it's not even one of the film-used ones, but that's one of the things that drew me in. So I, I, I think if, if they're talking about two mil, I think it's I think it sounds like bait to me. Mm. I mean, we're gonna find out. I mean, either what way. Were you, what were you gonna uh, What were you gonna say, sandwich? I was saying like, I feel like you might know more than I, but don't like like when I think of like exclusive like high end comic stuff, I think of like Superman one. That's always something that I draw to is like yep. that's something that's a big name thing. I feel like even that doesn't even hit a million. Action Comics number one. Action com that doesn't hit a million yet. I think. I think it's yeah, like, it has. Has it? I thought it was like still like hundreds of thousands. Has no, it no, it, no. It, I think that's definitely gone over a million. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm pretty sure. But just like, like, just like Detective, what is it, Nick? Detective two fifty two. Is that Batman's first appearance? That's another uh, million. It's yeah. another million dollar book. So, so here's here's the thing. If the first issue of Superman, I'm agreeing with you, Kev, here on the overpriced. If the first issue of Superman is going for like say a million and a half. I don't think Punisher should go for two. But but even well, it is unique. But again, you're but, but, but hold, on, hold on, hold on, time out, time out. But but what you got? What at least dumb? What you're not considering? You're talking about an original comic book, yeah. which has multiple versions of it. Yes, rare. I'll give you that. But that's the yeah. thing with artwork. It's there. Each one is a one of a kind piece. That was originally made for the book that has multiple volumes of it. So you will get something that uh, maybe the book itself is only worth maybe 50 bucks at auction, but uh, 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 the comic book, the artwork could be worth $5,000, $10,000 based yes. on the cover and who did it. And That's who just, did it. And, and we're talking about Gil Kane and John Romita, who are two juggernauts. Forget the fact that we're we're talking about a famous cover that that uh, is considered one of the best Spider-Man. It's a ones. key cover. Exactly. It's a first appearance cover. <laughs> it's it's two legends, legends in the industry. Uh, you know, it has. Uh, you know, it's like I was saying before, uh, Mister Sandwich. It it has all of those points. No, no single one of those points can be discounted. None of them. You can't even say, well, it has this, but it also is that. Nothing. There's. You can't take a thing away from this cover, okay. uh, from this original artwork of this cover. But it's not a $2 million piece of art. It just All right. isn't. All right. It, it, no. it just isn't. Is it the cover yeah. of uh, a Detective 252 or 350, whatever the issue was, the first appearance of Batman, is it that cover? Is it the cover for Action Comics number one? Then I think you're talking about, but with respect, the Punisher is not Batman. Yeah, the Punisher is not. A, the Punisher is an extraordinarily popular character. Been around a long time now. Really saw an uptick in the '80s, late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, big character. I'm not saying he isn't, but he's not Wolverine. You know, but he's not. You know what I mean? He, he's not. He's not a key character. Classic, mm -hmm. maybe, but he's not. You know, no one's paying. You know, no one's paying two mil for the co the first cover that uh, featured Brother Voodoo. Now, I'm not saying that Brother Voodoo and Punisher are on the same uh, uh, on the same page. No pun intended. Uh, but what I'm saying is that it's a first appearance, but there's so many other factors that would drive the price up. I'm just saying not to two million. That's yeah. bait. Yeah. All right, I'm that's auction bait, is what I'm calling that.
That's fine, because uh, I know whenever it does sell, we will be talking about it on the show. So uh, we'll just see what happens. Would you pay? Would you pay two million dollars for the original art of Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man one twenty nine, the first appearance of the Punisher? Give us a call at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and you might hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Ooh. There you go. Uh, one other thing, just really quickly, because that was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, you can now get your hands on the Blu-ray box set uh, for Friday the 13th, the complete collection. And uh, Mallrats, the, uh, what are they exactly calling it? I think it's just being called like the special edition uh, version. Do, do, do. Of course, I can't find it. Stand by, stand by. Uh, yeah, just Mallrats reissue. Uh, but the, 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 with mall rats, it comes with the blueprints that, uh, Jay and silent Bob were going to use to kind of fly in to, uh, uh, storm the stage. And it looks really, you know, it's like a nice, pretty nice set. And Friday the 13th, which we mentioned has just a shit ton of special features. Sorry, grandma. Uh, uh, just a lot of special features and, uh, will look really pretty on someone's shelf. So I just wanted to highlight those two things because... Um, Mr. Mayhem, what is the suggested retail price on that Friday the 13th box set? $130, sir. With uh, a whole Blu-ray, lot of... But they're Blu-ray, Blu-ray right? Yep, they're Blu-ray? Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, mm. Lots of content for each uh, each one with audio commentary. And does it have the documentary as well, I presume? Uh, let me just check. It has... Um, God, has All so 100 much. hours of it. It has the Friday the 13th reboot. I'm going backwards. Freddy vs. Jason, Jason X. Um, I don't know if it has... Does it have nine? Uh, it has The Many Lies of Jason Voorhees, the documentary. Uh, by any means necessary, the making of Jason X. And... <laughs> That one I want to see. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Does it have Friday it? the 13th part nine? Uh, do, do, do. Hold on, because it doesn't. Five, six, seven, eight. The final Friday. Jason goes to hell. Yeah. That's not. That's nine. Jason goes to hell. I believe so. Yeah. Is it after takes Manhattan? Yes, it is. Okay, so they do have all the films and the reboot and Freddy versus Jason. Well, mm-hmm. that might be worth. That yeah, might be worth. I think. Getting. I think. I'm, I think I'm going to be getting this and. Uh, yeah, I'm debating I about getting Mallrats because I think I need a third copy of that movie uh, <laughs> for myself. Like a hole in the head. Yeah, but still, I can't help I love it. Uh, so that's it. So um, those are the two things I wanted to hit on. Uh, and Big Kev, you have uh, you have a little toy. You have some toys uh, stuff to talk about. I have nothing. This is a surprise reveal from uh, from Mr. Sandwich about product this week. Okay. So go ahead, Mr. Sandwich. Pulled from the mobile Geeks of TNG unit, i.e. my car. Um, I pulled this. Hold on. Try to display it properly. Rumble Society Baron Benz. Ah. I've done the liberty of taking out the uh, the product. So, well, let's getting, talk a little bit. Let's yes, talk a little yes. bit about what that is before we get to the product itself. Baron Benz is the latest. Well, it's not the latest. It's actually been out for a bit. This is one of those situations where we couldn't get a hold of one because, let's be honest, Mezco shit is mad popular right now. Their 112 line is through the roof popularity. I mean, and 
what I think is really interesting, and Nick, tell me if you agree, what I think is really interesting is the fact that while the licensed characters, DC, Marvel movies, that sort of thing, they mm-hmm. sell amazingly well and fast. They have a great second market value. Mm-hmm. These, these characters that they're creating on their own, to me, feel, out the, feel like they sell out quicker and have a higher value in the second market. They're kind of like a sleeper hit because, you know, you can't can't help but focus your attention on a Batman, on Captain America, that kind of product uh, or or something that's like a nostalgic movie from the 80s, perhaps, uh, which may lead you to over overlook these other toys in the moment because you can only have so much money. But then when you kind of have a few more funds, then you see these other toys, you're like, oh, that would have been nice. Yeah. And then then you kind of play yourself. Yeah, and Baron Benz is a great example of that. You know, I was like, what am I looking at when they first solicited it? And then by the time I really looked at it and said, this thing is amazing, it was too late. So (laughs) we, you know, like for myself, I had to go to the second market to get mine. Um, The 112 figures, as you know, hyper detailed, hyper, uh, uh, lots of accessories, Uh, Lots of uh, really, really interesting features. Articulation, you know, it's that 112 articulation we've talked about so many times. I mean, the 112 line is just a killer, killer hit. They're the best 112th scale figures out there, in my opinion. You got to say it. Nobody's knocking at home like Mezco is. And what I think is great is Mezco is now doing, or has been, Baron Benz, uh, we're talking about today, is one of them. Uh, doing their own characters. They just had another one uh, that, that sold through really quick. I can't remember the name, but that one was also, well, you'll be hearing about it right here on Geek Stuff TNG, I'll tell you that. Uh, before we get into the, the the actual figure there, Mr. Monty, could you give us a little, uh, little flavor text? Sure, nothing would make me happier. Uh, Baron Benz, ancient lone warlord lord of the cosmic realm, and last remaining Aqua Knight. Now a galactic nomad, the Baron searches time and space on a holy, a holy quest known only to him. Dun, dun, dun. Now, we should say also that in addition to the awesome packaging that Sandwich is showing us right now, uh, Baron Benz and some of their other, um, some of their other created characters, um, they come with wonderful packaging. We'll get to that in a second. They also, uh, this Baron Benz came with a Baron Benz comic book, which I did not get to see. Really upset about that because was was not available in the price range that I could afford in the second market. Um, also came with a t-shirt that I desperately want because I think it's amazing. Amazing. And we'll put pictures of, uh, of these things up with episode 609 over at geekstufftng.com. So don't forget to check it out over there for some uh, professional quality photographs uh, of the products that we talk about here on Geek Stuff TNG. So that said, uh, let's jump right in, uh, Mr. Sandwich. Let's have a look at old Baron Benz there. So we got, there we got he some- is, Baron Benz. He's got that. He, he's got sort of like a modified diving suit, really great blues Mm -hmm. in there really awesome and so he also comes with two different heads so you got the one head there that sort of spherical head 
Uh, and Mr. Oh, and there's the second head. Yeah, that kind of squidly <laughs> looking. It reminds me kind of like the Predator a little bit. Yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's reminiscent of the Predator. I really like them both, although that little squatty Predator head, I, I initially I thought I really like that one, but then uh, I saw on I want to say it was on Foosh, F W O O S H on uh on youtube go check those guys out robo over at foosh is a genius there i said it he's a genius mark the date down um but that said and that was no hyperbole that guy is a genius um uh mr sandwich show us that first head the one that's on the figure and give us that little detail that you and i were talking about right before so uh give me some a minute well i i don't want to hurt anything yeah no you don't so so if you can see that the visor, the visor in that helmet actually lifts up, and you can see the Baron's sort of face and eyes under there. Yeah. So although that helmet that that helmet doesn't come off, you you got the, enough detail in there to know that there is a head underneath there. That is not a detail that I was hipped to until after the fact, which kind of leaves me middle of the road on the two heads. I gotta say. I really like the head with the visor because that level of detail is something really awesome. Mm-hmm. But that other head, as far as the design goes, I really like that too. So it's hard to pick. You know, in my display, I'm guessing he's going to have to have one head for a while, then the other head for a while, and so on and so forth. Uh, what else do you? Uh, what else comes in that box there, uh, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Monty, who can see those things and I cannot? Uh, so you want to take this, Monty? You want me to just kind of be displaying? No, go ahead. You actually have him right there. So, so I got my hand right here. He's got a little, uh, I want to say the spear, I guess, or a glaive. It's kind of like a glaive. Yeah. It's got like a translucent blue blade on there. That's really cool. So so several hands, uh, the stock hands do not hold the spear, but there's several hands for spear holding and whatnot. So beautiful little spear. Um, in the background of the picture, I'm going to bring it up for display real quick. Um, you see a couple anglerfish in the background, yes. and you get a single anglerfish. Maybe this is something for your display. You get more than one to properly display for the photo. Was there only was there only one in that box? Single anglerfish. There's only room for one anglerfish. Are you sure? Look deeper. Go further beyond. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, Mr. Monty, you're looking at the picture. Shouldn't there be three of them in that box? There should be three of the fi- which which fish again? Show me sandwich. Which one you're talking about? It's the anglerfish. The, the little aquaticons. The little uh, orangey looking guys. I think it's, it looks like four. Yeah. Uh oh oh my god! There's there's oh, a there whole, they are. There's a whole second section I was not aware of. There you go. Yeah, so in that second section is the rest of, I believe, Mr. Monty, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they're called aquaticons in there, in the flavor uh, text. Let's check. What is this? Aquaticons. Sorry, right? I, I just thought it was a heavy box. <laughs> My apologies. No, so, yeah. no, it's fine. The, and I think the aquatic. I think what you're feeling as heavy, Mr. Sandwich, is sort of a blue water wall, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so you can display your aquaticons inside of that wall. I think that's what it's meant to do. I think uh, Mr. Monty has a picture, I think, that will confirm that. Uh, hold on one second because the thing refreshed. So it's the the four 
Aquaticons. Uh, we have, let's see, do do do. It's the in the photos. In the photos, yeah. Nick, do they what? I'm about to make your day. Oh, is the comic in there? <laughs> oh, sweet! <laughs> oh, sweet! And, and here's a pin. Oh, so it's everything but the T-shirt, I guess, so that was the in there. Oh, okay. oh nice. The medallion-looking thing. Nice. That's cool. I'm going to show I'm... that to uh, you guys real quick. I don't know if oh, you can really nice. see. So it's like a solid metal. I was going to bite it like a jerk. Is it like a either. coin, or is that the pin? It feels like a coin. material. It's like a pin, but it feels oh. like a coin. I might give that to OG. He likes pins. Oh, that's nice. Huh. I know. Okay. I'm I... keeping the rest of it, though. I like this box, and I liked it even more when I found there was a level beyond. <laughs> yeah, so Mezco packing a lot of stuff in a yeah. in a smallerish box. So good on them. Absolutely, for sure. Mezco showing once again, you can put stuff in a box and fill it. Not like other toy companies who put a yeah. tiny toy in a twelve foot tall box. We, we we're looking also, at you, Mc. Yeah, we're looking at you, McFarland. We we should also point out just the fact that the people at Mezco just really nice and like knowledgeable <laughs> at the exact same time. Our, our, our friend Mike D over there, great guy. And, of course, you heard coming out of the break, our buddy Mez, friend of the show Mez, the head of Mezco, mm -hmm. uh, also a great guy. We got Pierre over there is also a wonderful dude. So, yeah, and uh, uh, and, and and others as well. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but, yeah, they're all really wonderful, great people, great artists, great creators, great, great stuff happening over there. Baron Ben's just another example of uh, how that team comes together to create an original product, an original uh, uh, IP, the Rumble Society. I don't really know a lot about, I, I, I got to say, uh, I don't know a lot about the Rumble Society, if there's kind of a story. I know there's their mascot is the Roach, which is also named, I think it's called Mez. Uh, Maybe, um, and they have a bunch of different uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, of those characters running around. There's uh, they sold a group of three of these bad guys called I think they're called the Pink Skulls. I think mm -hmm. um, also sort of part of that Rumble uh, Rumble Society storyline. They have Baron Benz here. They have uh, this this new guy Doctor somebody who just came out i i can't remember the name um but uh yeah i mean so they they are creating sort of this universe i hope they do something with it honestly yeah. because it's it's got a great pulpy feel but yet it's also kind of real it's got like a modern edge to it too like a street modern edge to it i mean it really is some interesting stuff and i have to say for uh for for me it really takes something extraordinary um and sandwich will tell you this for me to extend outside of my uh wheelhouses. electing wheelhouses um it really does because i've been threatened now um by mr sandwich that there may be a problem at the archive with space so yeah. you know while i tighten up those wheelhouses something like a baron benz you know that has to be exceptional in order for me to have a Baron Benz. It has to be exceptional for me to have the new one that they just solicited. The name I can't remember. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Nick, could you look that up? 
if you go over to Mezco.com and just look up whatever their latest 112 was that they released, I just can't remember. The latest 112. But another general? amazing original character. I'm just tired of saying Dr. Somebody, and I just can't remember what it is. Uh, um, I just want to. Oh, sorry. No. no, it's you, sir. I just want to say, you know, as someone's been on the show, I'll say this. I'm not really a big collector. I want to get into it. Mezco just comes with these great pr- products and these great properties. Even they do, they did Popeye. I remember there's a Popeye one they did. Yeah, Aaron Popeye ben. and Bluto. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen um, the Warriors. They have some yeah. wonderful stuff. And I'm not going to start collecting because I don't have any room in my small, tiny room right now. You know, when I'm a, a more mature sandwich, my own place, I would love to collect Mezco because maybe if you get rid of some of those hats, yeah, they'll give me a whole maybe twenty dollars. Maybe. I'm just uh, saying, room space wise, they'll uh, give you space. I'm gonna hang on my door. If I if I'm gonna display these wonderful Mezco pieces, they don't get the door. They get a nice separate spot in the room where they like can a nice fully glass, like a nice yeah. glass case. They get displayed. Like they I get will, displayed. I will say that all the stuff over at uh, the Toy Fair and everything, because that was like the last thing I really did before the pandemic hit. Uh, yeah. Everything at Mesco just abs- looked absolutely glorious. So I, I can emphasize how how nice uh, an array of their products look. And Kev, did you find the name the, do- the name of that? Character? If you stop, sorry, Doctor. Sorry, Doc Nocturnal. Doc Nocturnal. That's it. Who looks pretty pretty badass and everything. I like the comic actually. Yeah, yeah. So Another would- great pulpy uh, character. Uh, so Baron Benz. It's Mezco One Twelve. Uh, you can check it out online. I don't even think the wait list is happening. I'm on. I'm. Uh, I, I think I was on the wait list for that one as well, and I don't think it ever turned. So uh, you're going to be checking out your second uh, tier market uh, to find a Baron Benz if uh, he's something that you want to get. Go over to geekstufftng.com uh, where you can see uh, pictures, uh, some great uh, pictures of Baron Benz. Uh, over there and some of the other things that we talked about on on today's show our new gallery section will be launching with episode 609 so you'll want to check that out um and yeah keep your eye out for uh more mezco products mezco 112 um their five point stuff is also starting to hit nick i don't know if you saw the warriors a couple weeks ago i saw that that was beautiful and the batman 66 set what a deal unbelievable I'm trying to just like cut down on a few things and it's like like right now I'm like looking at the Dawn of the Dead figures that they have uh, and of course since we mentioned um, profiles in history I'm like "Ah, let me look at the category again I'm like ah oh yeah I saw them beautiful items right there that I would uh, (laughs) I would love to have in my home go over to mezco.com m-e-z-c-o dot com and uh, check out all the wonderful products over there and uh, you'll keep hearing about them right here on Geek Stuff TNG. So uh, stay tuned for that. Let's go. Shooting up the sandwich list of great collectible companies. Oh, well, I'm sure they'll be glad to hear that. I'm going to call Mike D right away and tell him. Sandwich, uh, the like sandwich stuff. says on the sandwich scale, you're you're coming up to like that tomato level. The tomato. Oh, the it's, it's like a it's a it's a. It might be a whole sandwich. It's a different. I, I've loved everything they've put out so far that I've seen. I have an my hands amazing, on. amazing T-shirt idea to share with you. Uh, for those of you that might be interested in getting a, a sandwich shop T-shirt, <laughs> uh, 
we we have an amazing uh, idea of a design that we're going to be working on. So, yeah, stay tuned. T-shirts are coming, by the way. That's a 2021 thing. Right after we master the uh, the new gallery feature on our website, yeah, <laughs> then we start looking into products. That that's kind of a bit of a roadblock right there. But uh, anyways, let's wrap up everything before we go into the usual plugs and everything. Uh, it's tell a friend. Help out the show by kind of what it sounds like. Tell a buddy about the show. Tell uh, yeah. tell tell your family member about the show. Look, tell look, ten buddies. A coworker. Tell them. You know what? Tell them all. Because you know what? We'd appreciate it. And honestly, it's that kind of stuff. Plus uh, all the iTunes subscriptions and the reviews that really help out the show and kind of gain more eyeballs uh, at yes. the end of the day. Uh, so, uh, you know, especially if you're tagging us, which, by the way, you know who was the, fir- the very first person to tag us in anything? Mm. West Coast Scott. West Coast Scott. West Coast Scott West Coast because Scott, he's just yep. a whole lot of awesome. He is a multimedia genius. He's he's good that kid. Social media genius. That's that what he, I mean. he is the best. He's the best of us. This is true. This really is very is. very true. Uh, and you should go subscribe to his uh, podcast and check him out. The podcast media as well. The podcast with Scott and Brittany. There you go. Let me. Uh, so let me run down. Tell a friend really quick. Yeah, what you want to do is you want to tell a friend or several friends about Geek Stuff TNG. And then what you want to do is you want to tell them to give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And have them uh, leave us a message letting us know what they thought of the show and letting us know who recommended them. And the both parties could be entered, well, will be entered into a drawing to win one of several fantastic prizes at the end of the telefriend period. So, once again, you want to tell a friend or several, tell them to check out the show. Uh, you can tell them to hit us up on social media, uh, like us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, follow us on those places. Uh, and then give us a call at the, the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And... Uh, or drop us an email over at geekstufftng at gmail.com. Yes, and let us know. Uh, tell them to let us know what they thought of the show and who recommended the show to them. And both you, the recommender, and they, the recommendee, could win fabulous cash and prizes, Ooh. including a brand new Chrysler Cordova. Chrysler Cordova, not guaranteed. <laughs> Especially since Chrysler hasn't made a Cordova since like 1978. That was gonna be my, brand new my next question. Time machine. There you go. Can you get a Ford Pinto? Maybe. Not guaranteed. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, you can check the me Pinto. out online as Monty's Mayhem. M O N T E S M A Y H E M uh, on Twitter, on the YouTube's, on the Instagram, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, and uh, the YouTube's. Big Kev, sir. You can find me uh, sometimes playing Xbox uh, under the auspice of Big Kev GS. We play Red Dead Redemption and uh, Grand Theft Auto currently. I really have been thinking about maybe dipping my toe into Fortnite. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Um, Just to break it up a little. That's all. No big deal. It's just fun. Uh, it's, it makes me. It, I enjoyed that. 
Um, so yeah, so you can check me out over there, Big Kev GS. I am big BK geek stuff everywhere else, as I recall. Hot damn sandwich. And oh uh, wait, hold on. Oh, oh, you can oh. find me. Uh, you can find me over at the Discord. Go to hell. Oh sure, yeah. I was there. Sandwich. I did hello. I did, I did three. I did three messages. I'm gonna mute you. I responded to box. That is my quota. Three messages. That's it. I did the minimum. See, see you in 2021. You, Go ahead, Sandwich. How much have you been over there? You can there. find me at Instagram and Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. And you can find me messaging double the Kev in one day on Discord at Sandwich. Impressive. That's six. That's six. Yeah, that's more than three. Impressive. You are definitely a social media darling. That's oh, yes. You. And with that, Big Kev. With that, Mr. Mayhem and Mr. Sandwich, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 609, to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. What's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing? Can't you tell that your tie's too wide? Maybe I should buy some old tab collars. Welcome back to the age of jive. Where have you been hiding out lately, honey? You can't dress as fast until you spend a lot of money. Everybody's talking about the new sound. Funny, but it's still rock and roll to me. What's the matter with the car I'm driving? Can't you tell that it's out of style? Should I get a set of white wall tires? Are you gonna cruise a miracle mile? Nowadays you can't be too sentimental. Your best bet's true, baby blue continental. Look, Sam.
talking about the new sound. Funny, but it's too rock and roll to me. 